Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Ranger Pod, the podcast that warns the more fingered about stranger danger one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I'm not an expert at Power Rangers, but everyone thinks I am, and joining me is Grax. I'm certainly no stranger, but I might be a danger. Or something. Nice, nice, you you are a danger. Introductions! Yeah, I mean, this is awkward already. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> So today we are looking at episode 11 of Power Rangers, depending on where you're looking. No clowning around. It first aired on September 17th, 1996. And as always, you can watch it on Netflix, you can watch it on DVD. You don't have to, we're just here to have fun. Now Grax, Mm. you know what's coming, don't you? My favourite part of the show, the synopsis. Yep, where you get to summarise the episode in two minutes or less. I, after the, the failure of last week, I've done some training, I've done some push-ups, and I think I could do it this time around. Well, you've got two minutes, I think it was two minutes 35 to beat. Easy. Piece of cake. Okay. Well, let's see if you can stick to that, Grax. Three, two, one. Activate. The fun fair is in town, and the heroes are all having fun, and Trini is bringing her cousin Sylvia to the fun. And Pineapple the Clown is trying to charm the heroes. And then Balkan Skull appear, and Billy throws some eggs at the Billy's. Uh, at the bullies for no reason. Meanwhile, Rita is on the moon and reveals that the whole funfair is part of her nefarious plans. And Finster explains that the clown, Pineapple Clown, is actually a monster and explains the monster's powers. The heroes form a human pyramid for some reason and Pineapple Clown kidnaps Sylvia. Trini searches high and low high and low and finds her cousin, but Pineapple Clown turns Sylvia into a literal cardboard cutout. Trini takes the cutout to the others, the heroes, and Billy casually says, oh yeah, I think I've got a gizmo in my garage to solve Sylvia's problem. So Jason steals a megaphone from some random person and shouts, everyone get out, it's Rita's trap! And everybody believes him, and they all instantly run away. Hundreds of people are running away. With the funfair evacuated, some clowns appear, and it turns out that these are putties, which are looking rather dapper. The heroes are fighting the putties at different points of the funfair, and the fight lasts for about three minutes. And then the heroes, they confront Pineapple the Clown, who melts and reveals his true form. The minions then advise that Goldar goes down to assist the monster. It's now morphing time! It's morphing time at 12 minutes, and they fight at some random outdoor stage. Meanwhile, Trini and Alpha are at Billy's garage with Sylvia's cutout. Alpha says Sylvia needs water. They pour water on Sylvia, and she returns to normal. And then they laugh. 30 seconds. Pine Octopus is, taking, is talking a lot of the rangers. I mean, talking and talking and talking and talking and zaps some lasers. Then Rita makes the Pine Octopus grow and Monster then pours ineffective pollen all over the rangers. Trini joins the fight. They summon the dinosaurs. They okay. fight the Pine Octopus in the dinosaurs form, not as a Megazord. They then freeze the Pine Octopus Ten. with Macedon. And then they form the Megazords, shoot the, the Pine Octopus with a horn Five, laser. It gets four, destroyed. They're back three, in the front there. Everything two, is back to normal. Bang! Two minutes exactly. Well yeah! done, Grax. Woo! I mean, I'll be honest. I feel like you left quite a lot of important stuff out there. But what, what are you talking about? I got everything <laughs> important in there, except for maybe the bit where Trini apologizes to Sylvia, and Sylvia forgives. I feel like that was necessary. So oh. another failure for Grax Bishop. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that was the episode. Well done, Grax. <laughs> so, there's a lot to unpack on this one. There always is. I don't know. I, I think that it was actually quite a, a short amount of detail in the episode. It's quite simple. And I found myself 
not picking too many holes in it. I was just kind of sitting and watching and enjoying and making notes, as opposed to previous episodes where I'm going, what? But how? Why? I got to make a note of that. Well, I don't know. I think there's still there's still problems. There's very little Sentai footage in this episode. I did notice that much. We'll get on to why that is. I mean, obviously, basically, it's just there's loads of Japanese kids around. Ah, I see. Because it's you, Ranger. Okay, well, let's start with the teens at the carnival. I've got a couple of interesting points. The main one being uh, at the very beginning where Zack is on the stilts and then Kimberly's comment of, I can never be on stilts. The only thing I can balance is shopping. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um... She's like a super gymnast. We've already seen this demonstrated on multiple occasions. Yes, absolutely. That that was the thing that stuck out is why are you saying that you're a, you can't be on stilts when you're a, you can balance on like board on uh, on horses and you're a fighter. You jump several thousand meters high. You say you can't go on stilts. Yeah, she has she has perfect balance. Um, yeah, that is just nonsense. I don't know why she said it. it it rubbed me up the wrong way too. Absolutely. If anything, Kimberly would be showing Zach a thing or two about stilts. Yeah, but do you know who really rubbed me up in these scenes? Tell me, who rubbed you up the wrong way? It was Billy. Of course it was Billy. Right, okay, so Sylvia turns up on the scene. Yep. And the clown is like, hey, who'd like to do some juggling with me? What about you, little girl? And then Billy's like, I'll do the juggling with you. <laughs> and... <laughs> Out the way, kid! I want to juggle these yeah, eggs! Yeah, I mean, the way the clown looks at him is clearly just like, what What the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, I... you're a 34-year-old man pushing yeah. a child out the way to juggle these eggs. What, what's wrong with you? And then, Billy juggles the eggs. I mean, No, he it... doesn't! He doesn't juggle! Well, he throws no, them up in the air! Stay with me. Uh, yes, he throws the eggs up in the air. I mean, this is partly the clown's fault for not boiling the eggs. But then when Balkan Skull turns up, he does then just destroy all of the clown's eggs. Like, gleefully. Utterly gleefully. He's just like, one egg, two egg, three egg, four eggs on Balkan Skull. You losers. There were my four only eggs. I haven't prepared for any more eggs. You've just ruined my act, Billy. Yeah. You, you, you asshole. <laughs> and then, of course, later on, it's Billy who gets the team in trouble again. Because the pineapple clown's like, come with me and I'll show you where the little girl is. And Why Bill- was he seduced by 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 him? I don't understand. I don't know because the this is when the others are having the potty fight, and instead of just help, instead of helping his friends, Billy just goes, yeah, I'm just gonna wander off, follow the clown. <laughs> See you guys. I mean, I mean, one could try and argue that it was Billy trying to be clever and trying to sneak up on Pineapple the clown all by himself, but no, that's not what happened. He was seduced. He was taken away by the yeah. clown, all because he ruined the clown's four eggs. Well, no, it was mostly because he just didn't want to be bothered with the fight. Twelve episodes in, I still can't fight. I'm out of here. Yeah, and again, we don't care if you think we're bullying Billy. We think he deserves it. Maybe he does try and save the day by casually saying, oh, by the way, this cardboard cat out, I've got some gizmo at my place I casually invented over the weekend that could help him out. Yeah, I've got some gizmo, but I'm not going to go back and help you use it. Alpha, you go off and sort Trini out. Okay, Pineapple the Clown. Oh, oh Whose boy. sick idea was that? Well, I don't know. I- I'm going to give the 90s the benefit of the doubt because I don't think <laughs> that kind of thing was a big issue. What kind I of thought, thing? Well, clowns hanging around children is perfectly innocent. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole Stranger Danger thing going on with this episode. Trini's got every right to be concerned, not just because it might be a plot by Rita. 
Yeah. But because a really creepy looking bloke in a clown costume has just kidnapped her cousin. This is true. This is the theme of the episode, which is don't Beware of pedo clowns. Sorry, your one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia didn't listen to Trini's advice and she casually wanders away with the clown and what happens? She gets turned into a, a very detailed cardboard cutout. I mean, I what say. was the point of that? I don't know. It had no relevance to anything. Ah, now, see, there is a slight... No, I can't explain it. I was about to, but no, I can't. Because the, 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 the fairy dust, I liked how it was linked to the pollen of the, the pine octopus. Yeah, okay. Pi- so, that's, so that was the writers thinking up of a storyline to try and link the two together, which I appreciate. Except there's no point, because when, pol- when the pine octopus tries to use the pollen, it's just like, oh, we're fine. We're all impervious to it in the morph suits, so... Yeah, that makes no sense at all. No. Um, I'll be interested in hearing the explanation about that in the Japanese. Footage. Yeah, well, it's funny you describe it as pollen. Let's put it that way. <gasps> oh, what else could it be? Well, I'll tell you about that in the Zoo Ranger in a minute. But okay. Before that, I just want to resolve the whole cardboard thing. Because what kind of nonsense is Alpha saying? All she's missing is water. Yeah, I will admit uh, that was a bit weird. Uh, the fact that she's been dr- treated like some kind of dried out um, uh, a sponge novelty toy. You know, the clown says, I guess she's a bit bored. So, uh, as if to say cardboard. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Alpha's just like, no, just pour, just sprinkle some water on her. She'll be fine. Well, that's what Billy's invention told them to do, which is a bit... Which is fine. Oh, yes. Billy's Quasitronic Molecular Generator or something. Wow, you actually remember the name. No, I wrote <laughs> it down. Ah, uh, you cheat. <laughs> you cheat. Yeah, I've just ruined the behind the scenes of this podcast that we actually do some writing. But yeah, it was strange. Um, why did the writers decide that water is the solution to this? And all you got to do is pour water all over this cardboard cutout and it'll be fine. I'm really not sure because do you know what happens when you pour water on cardboard? It tends to go a little bit soggy. Yeah, and just soggy cardboard. If I was Trini, I'd be like, wait, are you are you sure, Alpha? Are you sure that pouring water on a cardboard is the right thing to do? Do you know what happens? It's like, no, no, it's fine. And then she tries it, and it doesn't work, and Sylvia's dead. Thanks, do you, Alpha. Do you think maybe this does work, though? I mean, they do sell those like full-size cutouts of like Amy Pond from Doctor Who and things. <gasps> I'm quite tempted to go and get one of those now and pour a bucket of water on it. I think this is worthy of an investigation. Yeah, I mean, imagine. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the cheapest way to get a celebrity into your bedroom. Yep. The only <laughs> way to get a celebrity into my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk about episode 16 of Zoo Ranger. Let's do it. Yeah. Episode 16 of Zoo Ranger, which is called Operation Sneeze. So it starts off with the Yellow Ranger boy, who, remember, is a boy. Cooking yes. with, with a massive chef hat, and the, the, it's like food is really bad. And the pink range is like, why are men so bad at cooking? But not like that, because she's got a Japanese accent and Japanese voice, and I'm not going to do the voice. But boy goes off in a big strop, a big Zack-like strop, frankly. Mm, Zack from episode 10. Yeah. He goes for kind of a relax on the hill, and there's some nearby kids playing football, because of course there are. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids, he's a, he thinks himself a bloody maverick. He's like, I am the best at football. And just starts, like, kicking the ball, taking control of the ball, 
And then the other kids are like, no, what are you doing? And he's like, I can, none of you can stop my balls. And he starts, <laughs> he just starts kicking, he just starts kicking footballs directly at them until they boot him off the team and he goes in a strop. And does he actually do a decent job of uh, playing football or is it just a random kid just fumbling around claiming to be good? Like, like... You are asking the wrong person. Okay. <laughs> One of his kickballs hits Boy and Boy's like, hey, what are you doing? And the kid's like, well, you shouldn't be sleeping here. You know, the kid just sasses him. Ah, oh, I hate sassy kids. And he wanders, he storms off going, they don't appreciate me. Then the clown pops up. Because, yeah, the clown is pretty much the same as in the American episode. I'm guessing, obviously, a different actor, but it looks pretty similar. Same makeup, same costume, same yeah. everything. So the clown approaches the boy and points to his below, and then suddenly you see something starting to bulge from under Sorry, him. sorry, no, no, say that again. I, I think I've misheard you. The clown goes up to the boy, points to his down below, and you just sort of see this bulge starting to grow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. I was afraid yep, of that. Yep, yep. It turns out it's actually he's kind of growing a golden football underneath his top. Uh, it's not uh. actually as bad as it seemed for a minute there, but I oh. did have to do a double take. <laughs> so he gets this golden football, and he gets the boy to kick it at his mates, and the ball explodes and like sends all of the kids into massive sneezing fits, like to the point where they're suffocating. They're just like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy kind of realises this, so he goes and chases after the boy. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a bit where Bandora, up in her palace, does a whole rap about sneezing. Sorry, did you... A rap? Yep. A lyrical battle type of rap? Yep. What? Why? Um, I... Is he a ranger? Oh, okay, fine. I'm... I'm... I'm almost tempted to go watch that, just that clip, just to see how bad it is. I've actually got Bandora's rap here with me. So oh. let, let, let's let's give you a listen. There we go. I think it was quite cool, but completely out of place. <laughs> it was it was interesting. No, so I, I was expecting it to be a complete and utter comical train wreck, but it wasn't so bad, actually. It was... Well, it was, it's it all relative, okay. I suppose. Yeah. Okay, so what she was saying was... Sneezing, sneezing, sneezing up a storm. Sneezing, sneezing sets the heart racing. Soon, soon you can't even catch your breath. Panting and panting, gasping and gulping, wheezing and suffocating. Bandora's charming rap there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Does she ever rap in future episodes of the? Of I don't Ranger? know. I know that she does sing. I know that that's the thing that happens. All right. I, I, I don't know if she raps. Ah, I didn't know she was a singer. Um, well, you do now. <laughs> I do now. I look forward to more future songs. Oh, we'll definitely from... hear them. Yeah. Back to the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. There's golden balls everywhere. The clown keeps giving him golden balls. He keeps firing them at kids' football teams till there's like loads of people in hospital. And the Zoo Rangers investigate, but not very hard. Boy actually manages to catch one of the guy's balls. Then the clown turns up and he's like, Hail and well met. I don't know why. He just... Yeah, went very formal. No way, he doesn't say that, does he? Yeah, he actually says... That's so cool! (laughs) Uh, And he starts passing the kid loads of golden balls, and Boy manages to catch nearly all of them, and then there's just one that he just... You know, he's a pretty good goalie. If he ever decides to give up being a zoo ranger and, 
let's face it, he probably should. Mm. Um, yeah, he he would be a great goalkeeper. Mm. So okay, okay, so he saved all but one, and it explodes. Yeah, and so he gets the sneezing fit. Then the clown becomes the pineapple. It tosses him around. And it hits, throws him against a water pipe, which breaks. And mm-hmm. sort of the monster's like, yeah, go away. And then the monster throws him into the river. And so he starts like flowing down the river whilst sneezing. He's kind of struggling. And the monster also makes Goldar, Squat and Babu sneeze. So you know when they just disappear in the episode? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's because he's made them sneeze. They're like, mm-hmm. sneeze, 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 and then disappear. I remember looking at that footage. He goes, yeah, get out of here. And they sort of do. But they were doing that wiggling around motion like they're having a sneezing fit yeah that's that's because they were having a sneezing fit ah so then i I can't remember if they work it out themselves or if bandora works it out but basically the problem is that the monster is full of this pollen Mm -hmm. so they realize that actually if they destroy it in the usual way it'll just send the pollen all over the city ah which they don't want to do which they don't want to do no so they're kind of stuck trying to fight the monster but not destroy him the boy goes along and finds boy in the river and he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it the zoo ranger has a great line in dick kids who then turn out to be all right at the end eventually after like 10 minutes of flowing down the river boy is like hey i've stopped sneezing it's probably because of the water washing off the pollen yeah i mean it's yeah it's probably just because it's run its course to be honest he was there so long Mm. but they decide that the weakness is water anyway boy goes back to find the other zoo rangers and the pollen monster grows and showers pollen down all over the city. So you see loads of people like sneezing and like doubling over, suffocating, mm-hmm. etc. And then we get the Zord fight, and it's not too dissimilar to what we see, with a few exceptions. Okay, so they got the bastards on to actually freeze the to freeze Pine Octopus yep. monster. And then they don't form the Megazord, they just get the Tyrannosaurus to do his sonic attack, which I guess we saw before when he does the sonic attack, the monster kind of floats away and sparkles. Oh, that's it? Yeah. So when you've got the Megazord supposedly doing his horn attack, that's actually just the Tyrannosaurus doing his kind of ground attack. And if you look, you can actually see the Tyrannosaurus behind the big ground attack that goes on. Uh, I didn't spot that, so I'll have to go back to the footage and watch closely. Well, there you go. And then, yeah, it just ends with the boy reconciling with the team and playing with them again the end mm. i have a question go on during the, the this episode of zoo ranger do yeah. they fight in do they fight in what of that in a concrete stage thing yes and i'm glad you asked that because i was watching the uh american footage and i was thinking wait have we seen this before i thought they used these this footage when they were fighting against the Sphinx, I think. I, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. The amphitheatre is kind of a common place in Sentai, and they do go back there from time to time. Mm-hmm. But they also, the American editors, they spliced in some of the footage from the King Sphinx episode. I knew it! It just yeah. looked so completely out of place compared to the two, but why, why did they do that? It was in the same location... Uh-huh. But they just spliced in some of the other stuff, and I actually went to the to the. There's a wonderful website out there called uh, Power Rangers Morphology. That's morph y l o g e n y, and if you go to the Morphology, it actually breaks down each episode in terms of the footage that was used, and it tells you where it came from, etc. Ah. 
And so, yeah, they padded out the battle with shots from the King's Sphinx episode. And it seems that that was just to cut out some of the more unacceptable aspects of the fight for American audiences. For instance, you've got Kimberly doing high kicks to the Potty's faces. You've got Billy punching Potty's in the face. Generally, they just, obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, don't allow face blows on American television. Mm, because they're worried that the kids would repeat that. And yeah. there'll be a lot of punching of the face. Yeah. So, you know, it was a combination of cutting shots short and padding out the fight to make it make a bit more sense with footage from the King's Finks episode, which was conveniently set in the same place. Uh, that's i'm glad you answered that question because i was utterly confused thinking well do they just completely disregard the pine octopus episode and just splice in the king sphinx but it, it's both of them okay that makes sense okay so other random things about the episode this episode also makes me really a bit concerned about the potties why they look fantastic with their frilly collars and other costumes oh that's true but i mean they look like they were enjoying it and that's kind of the problem because, you know, they were disguised as humans. They were doing human stuff, presumably. Uh-huh. So they were fitting in. And it kind of makes me wonder, just how sentient are the potties? Ah, uh, ooh. I just assumed they were not com- completely sentient and they were completely programmed. And this was a special mission, so they needed to be programmed to behave more yeah. human-like. What I'm kind of wondering is, what are the ethics of defeating a batch of potties every week? <laughs> uh, um, uh... I mean, I know that they're kind of made to be disposable henchmen, you know, from Rita's perspective. But from the kid's perspective, surely there's some kind of ethical dilemma there. That's an interesting point. I, 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 I never would have thought to ask the question why, what happens if these putties have emotions? Maybe the, is there a future episode where they confront a putty who is completely self-aware and rebels against Rita? No. No, nothing of the sort. That would have been an interesting episode. Yeah, no, it would have been, but it's not... I mean, again, you know, last week we were asking about why doesn't Rita just kill them while they sleep. This week, (laughs) the potties are coming under fire. I really feel like we're finding some fundamental flaws in the series here. Yes, that's right. We're finding some fundamental flaws with a children's TV show. Yes, 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 that is what we're doing. Got a problem with that? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just making sure that we're all absolutely clear. Yep. Um... (laughs) I really think that the pollen was wasted in this episode. Yeah, pollen or fairy dust. I, it was just funny. We were saying, ah, I will get you all with my pollen. Oh, it doesn't actually work. Oh, That's well. The thing. If the pollen had done something more like pollen, if it poisoned Sylvia or something, because there are shots of the Zhu Rangers like, covering their mouths when they're morphed so they don't breathe in the sneezing pollen. It's not... The Zoo Rangers aren't immune to it at all. Hmm. But... Ooh. I, I, I generally don't know. I don't know what the writers are thinking. Uh, why, why couldn't they have it so that Sylvia was choking and dying and needed an antidote? Yeah. I Yeah, I'm baffled by that choice. Maybe they couldn't allow kids to be choked in the 90s? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it didn't have to choke her, but it had to do something, you know, that made more sense than turning her into cardboard a very very high detailed cardboard cutter i must say yeah they even cardboard cut at the back with her hair and everything that that must have taken a lot of effort it probably did yeah okay so during the zord roll call i have to admit that at this point i'm really getting sick and tired of it yeah i was i was literally sat there just going this is boring this is 
Um, you know, they're getting into their cockpits, whatever. But then the episode did things that I don't remember ever seeing and don't think we see very often at all. It gave us a lot of those nice kind of side-on views of the Power Rangers cockpits. Oh. To be fair, I, I kind of zoned out at this point because I was busy trying to write notes uh, about the whole episode for Ranger Pod, and I was thinking, ah, yes, finally, they got to the morphing, <laughs> the, the dinosaur sequence. That gives me 20 seconds to write up notes from the previous oh, section. No, this is after the morphing call, but during the Zord fight. Yeah, okay, I'll rewatch it and, and, and try and admire the shots. Yeah, a lot of the shots of them in the cockpit aren't from the normal head-on view that you normally see them. They're from sort of, you know, 45-degree angle. And it actually looks really nice. We got another fight where the Megazord was... Well, the Megazord did get involved, but not not before some substantial action from the regular Zords. Yeah, I did like that. I did like the fact that they got the regular Dinozords involved. In, for example, the Macedon blowing his trunk, its trunk, to freeze the monster. And they spent a bit more time with these individuals. I, I did like that, and I did notice it. Yeah, I mean, it's a pity they didn't spend more time on the effect of freezing the monster. It was a bit rushed. It was a bit Let's rushed. Let's just wrap it up in cling film. That'll do. But that that's that's... How would you represent being frozen? Oh, I don't know. A solid block, you know, with yeah, with actual ice, blue. Turn it blue, mate. Just yeah, just key it in, make it blue. You know, just get special effects on it, filter the whole thing blue. That's how you usually represent freezing. Yeah, you don't true. need to wrap the whole bloody thing in cling film. Yeah, you hear that, Japan? Get your editing sorted out. Just tint it blue. Yeah, Japan 25 years ago. Sort yourselves out. Yeah. Oh, while well, we're talking about special effects, I liked the melting of Pineapple the Clown to reveal uh, Pine Octopus. I, I thought that effect was pretty good. Yeah, that that it's, was... It stuck out for me. That was suitably grotesque. I think that was the shot from the Zoo Ranger episode. Was it really? Yeah, well, as I say, the, there was a very similar-looking clown. I mean, if you sort of look at the eyes and under the paint, he was clearly a Japanese person rather than and caught a sort of American person, but yeah. And then just one final point, the final scene. I don't get what Billy's invention to the stilts was meant to be. Oh God, I'm glad you pointed Did that Billy, out. Are we meant to believe Billy invented tin cans? <laughs> Cause you've just got <sighs> all, all Billy's done is attached two tin cans to the foot of the stilts. Uh, to, to a bunch of random wooden poles and some other yeah. metal. Yeah. And Trini's like, hey, thanks to Billy's invention, anyone can use the stilts now. Oh, Trini, we all know you want to get into bed <laughs> with Billy. You don't have to try so hard. Hey, but... Billy, Billy's a hottie, even if he is a dick. Yeah, it was just... You can't just bang some bits and pieces together and call it an invention. Not everything you do is an invention, Billy. <laughs> Put some more effort into it. Hey, have you seen my invention? It's a soggy tissue. Oh, wow. Your invention of a soggy tissue. It is yeah. revolutionary. I was thinking of you when I invented it, Trini. That's creepy. <laughs> and on that note, we're really starting to lose our iTunes clean rating. Shall we start <laughs> to rate the episode? Quick, let's rate this episode. <laughs> okay, go for it, Grex. I would say I like this episode. It's not my favourite, but I found myself being rather engaged with it and not critiquing it and finding holes in it. And I think that that's a that's a credit to uh, any episode of Power Rangers. 
And uh, there are some bad bits, but there are lots of bits I did like. And I think the Japanese Zoo Ranger stuff would have been interesting if I watched it. It wasn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, that shall be down. Um, but still, despite all that, I, I liked this episode. I felt good. Uh, so I'm going to give it three coins out of five. I know I'm meant to be the Power Ranger fan in this, but this was the second episode in a row which just didn't do anything for me, really. Mm. You know, as I say, I really liked the Zord stuff at the end. That that was cool. That It came far too late in the episode, really. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it yeah, it came too late to really save the episode for me. I'm going to have to give it two Power Coins out of five. Mm, oh, that's a bit low. Is that both the American and the Japanese stuff you're rating that way, or...? Yeah, I think I would struggle to... You know, maybe the Japanese one would go up to a three. Mm. But it certainly wouldn't go higher than that. This just wasn't the show's finest hour, really. Sure. I can see that not being the finest hour, but I've been more angered by other episodes, so yeah. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for No Clowning Around. As ever, you can let us know what you thought of the episode by tweeting us at RangerPod or emailing us therangerpod at gmail.com. And if they've got iTunes, what should they do, Grax? After you've listened to this RangerPod episode, you can leave us a review and leave us a rating, and these things do help us out on iTunes. Yep, they help shove us into the charts. I would say shove us up the charts. We're nowhere near the charts at the moment. No, 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 but just a little bit more of a review, a bit more of a spreading the word, and we'll get in there for sure. Yeah, we'll get in there for sure. Um, So join us again next time when we'll be following Billy in his quest to be even more of a dick as he becomes one of the Power Ranger punks. What? Are you saying that Billy becomes cool by being a punk? I don't believe that for a second. I'm saying Billy becomes a punk. I'm certainly not saying he becomes cool. Ah. Yep. So, I've been PDT. I've been Grax. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. (laughs) 